Hi everyone, I'm Ken Anderson. Welcome to Southern Sports Legends. Now, what is Southern Sports Legends? Well, it's a regular podcast, a YouTube channel, Roku TV channel, Facebook page, website, and much, much more, where we get a chance to feature great conversations and interviews and stories about many of our Southern sports legends and sports figures. There'll be great conversations and walks down memory lane of their playing and coaching careers and days. Uh, You'll hear some funny and great stories about last-second touchdown passes, game-winning three-point shots, and much, much more. Stories that you've probably never heard before. I can guarantee you that. You'll know many of these folks. You'll know their careers, their stats. But in these conversations, you will hear stories you have not heard before. Funny, touching uh, stories that uh, you will want to hear. So we encourage you to check us out, come back often, subscribe and follow Southern Sports Legends podcast and go to the YouTube channel very often as well. We will feature new and current interviews with uh, many of our sports figures around the SEC and around the South, but also we'll go into the vault, go into the archives and pull out some old conversations and stories that still play well today with many of our SEC legends and Southern sports figures. I've been around the sports media for over 30 years now, covering the SEC and beyond. Uh, First job, in fact, 1978, right out of college as the sports anchor at a TV station in Columbus, Mississippi. There a year and a half, it was a great first job where you had to do it all, but went on to sports anchor and director at a TV station, the ABC affiliate in the capital city of Mississippi in Jackson, there for several years, and uh, then... Went on to host the Ole Miss, University of Mississippi, coaches television shows during the 1980s, the Billy Brewer coaching years in Ole Miss football days. Did that through the 80s, uh, then started a television production company, mainly focused still on producing sports television programming. From 2000 to 2010, we produced weekly television programs covering the SEC during football and basketball seasons. Those were some great times, great experiences, met a lot of great people. During football seasons, our program was called the Quarterback Club, where former SEC quarterbacks actually actually co-hosted with me and served as the analyst for SEC football. Guys like John Bond at Mississippi State, Alan Risher at LSU, Jay Barker from Alabama, Stan White from Auburn. So some great guys uh, served as our SEC analyst and co-host on the Quarterback Club during those years. During basketball season, our program was called the Three-Point Club. And I was lucky to be joined every week during most of those years as my co-host was former Mississippi State head basketball coach Richard Williams. Took the Bulldogs to the Final Four in 1996. Made several deep runs in the NCAA tournament during his years. A great basketball mind. In fact, I will tell you, in my humble opinion, probably one of the best game coaches, bench coaches, during the course of game that I've ever seen in college basketball. He had this mind and this way about uh, figuring out subtleties and changes and adjustments that he needed to make with his players and his team during the course of a game. So great hearing his basketball mind and basketball knowledge. During those days of the quarterback club and three-point club, we got a chance to do some great interviews with uh, former SEC legends as well as uh, current coaches and players at that time during the early 2000s. 
Richard did some great stories with uh, some of the current players back then, some coaching segments on the court with the likes of Big Baby Davis at LSU, and uh, did some great stories and interviews with the current basketball coaches. During football season, we did some great interviews and conversations with some of the SEC legends and many more. So those are all in our vault, so to speak, and in the archives, and we will pull out some of those conversations for you to hear on Southern Sports Legends podcast and go to the YouTube channel and follow that as well so you'll see many of the video interviews that we did during those days. But as I said, we'll also do current interviews and stories, so we really want you to be a part of this Southern Sports Legends experience. If you've got a a sports hero in your life that you've had through the years in the SEC, the ACC, anything to do with Southern Sports, we would appreciate your recommendation, someone you'd love to hear a conversation with to hear their memories and their stories and walk down memory lane about their days in playing or coaching. So zip us an email, southernsportslegends at gmail.com, southernsportslegends at gmail.com. Give us your sports hero, your recommendation, someone you would love to hear a great conversation with, and even suggest some, some questions and some thoughts from your perspective of watching them play or coach during your days. So we want you to be a part of this Southern Sports Legends experience. Now on this edition of Southern Sports Legends, we will pull out one of the archived interviews that I really think you will enjoy hearing. It's very timely, it's very poignant. Uh, We laugh a little bit, we almost shed a tear a little bit because this is one of the great athletes in the SEC. Uh, Pat Sullivan, the former All-American and Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback at uh, Auburn University. Uh, We sat down with Pat in 2007 and had just a great conversation. Now, unfortunately, Pat passed away in December of 2019 after a long battle with cancer. In 2007, he was the head coach at Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama. We were on a preseason football tour doing interviews around the South, around the SEC, and we stopped by Samford in Birmingham and and had a great two-hour visit with Pat. Walked down memory lane about his days at Auburn, the Heisman Trophy campaign back then, how different it was back then, the Heisman campaign compared to these days. Uh, His coaching days, heard some great stories and memories, and then and then we got a chance to talk about life. Pat was actually at, uh, had rebounded a bit in his battle with cancer and was at a good point in 2007. Uh, he was coaching Samford, uh, having some good success. He had been a head coach at TCU, had good success there, but now was back in his home state of Alabama. So we had a good chance to sit down and just a great uh, conversation. The archived version that you will hear now is about 15 minutes long. Uh, Some great memories from one of the legends in the SEC, one of the greatest quarterbacks. But I must tell you, folks, uh, you probably know his career. You know his stats. You know the awards, the Heisman Trophy, etc. But I've got to tell you, Pat was one of the genuinely good guys in the sports world also. Not only a great athlete, great coach, good family man, took that very seriously. Uh, Just a good person. And oftentimes we don't hear about the good people in sports quite as much as we should. And Pat was one of those guys. So this will serve, today's Southern Sports Legends podcast will serve as something of a tribute uh, to Pat Sullivan. So we hope you will enjoy this edition of Southern Sports Legends, a good conversation with one of the best, Pat Sullivan. Well, 
take you through a little uh, Pat Sullivan trivia test here. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to your Auburn days, first of all. Uh, most touchdown passes in a season? Uh, you mean how many? Yeah, how many? Uh, I, I don't know, what, 26, 7, something like that? Well, now the record says 20. Okay, it may, it may have been. 1971, senior yeah, year. Okay. okay, well, you failed so far this test. Okay. Uh, touchdown, how many touchdown passes in your career? Passes or? Passes. Uh, that was a long time ago. 53, <laughs> I think. 53, you are right. Tied with Stan White, I think, okay. uh, still the, the leader at the, in Auburn history. Uh, do you know how many uh, total passing yards you had in your career? I got really no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, you don't live in the past, and that's You're a good right. thing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Let's do walk down memory lane just okay. a second, though. Uh, let's relive those Auburn days. The, you know, I grew up in Arkansas, Pat. Right. So I, at the time, I was more attuned to the Southwest Conference, sure. Texas, Arkansas. Right. But I knew about the SEC simply because Pat Sullivan and Archie Manning. Right. Those two guys, such national names at that time. So I knew about the SEC. Right. Take me through your Auburn career. I mean, only three years at that time. Well, it, it was back then. Of course, you know, freshmen didn't. You know, were not eligible to play. We played a, a you know, a, a freshman schedule, so to speak. Played five games, I believe. Uh, then, you know, as sophomore, juniors, and seniors. Well, actually, our schedule then was only a ten-game schedule. So, you know, we we played ten games at that time, but. You know, it, it was it was such a, a great era, different. Uh, obviously, it was special to us and that, uh, you know, we had some good football teams, won a lot of games and, yeah. and played in a lot of venues. But, you know, one to tell you how different it is, is uh, I remember my senior year, uh, the next to last game of the year, we played Georgia over in Athens. Uh, they were like fourth in the nation. We were fifth, both of us undefeated. Only time in the history of the schools. It wasn't on TV. You know, it, you only had the, the one ABC game of the week, and, right. and we were not the ABC game of the week. So, you know, that just shows you how, how far things have come. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, when you went through the recruiting processes that you did, you knew a lot of the players, you know, on other teams. And, of course, you mentioned Archie. And, uh, you know, we actually played against each other uh, in the uh, uh, Gator Bowl in 1971, January 2nd. And, developed a, a relationship that uh, we still carry on today and, uh, you know, probably talk once every uh, month or six weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, All-American, you're All-American as your junior year. So that's, I guess your legend kind of began your junior season, started developing, and then that, that senior year. Let's go through that Heisman campaign and how did that start building, Pat? Well, again, it, it was different uh, back then than what it is today because there was not, you know, all the Heisman watches and the various things, but... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, my junior year, I finished, you know, fourth or fifth, which was the the highest of any junior coming back. So obviously, you know, going in, you know, you were, you know, one of the quote favorites. And and it was something that Coach Jordan and I uh, sat down and talked about. And we said, let's just, you know, let's just play. And if there's an award that's meant to be, it's meant to be. And uh, fortunately, we had a good football team. And, uh, you know, as far as running up the scores and stuff like that and playing stats, there were probably five or six games that year that I maybe played one series in the second half and then came out because we were, we were leading. So, mm -hmm. you know, we were, we were playing, and, and I think that's something that's uh, maybe not, uh, not the same now. I think sometimes that, you know, the Heisman and what it means to, you know, schools and conferences and players, uh, a lot of times they, they play guys a little longer than, than maybe that they, they would in normal circumstances. When you won the Heisman, who were who were the other, say, top two contenders with you? 
Well, uh, there was a guy by the name of Ed Marinero uh, from sure. Cornell. Cornell. He, he finished second. Uh, Greg Pruitt uh, from uh, Oklahoma. Johnny Musso from Alabama was was involved. Uh, those pretty were good some, draft. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good company to be in. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised to win, or or did you feel like at the time that okay, I'm kind of favored? Well, you know, we again we had had a we had had a good year, and uh, I mentioned the Georgia game earlier, and that was uh, the actually the announcement back then was made at. Uh, on Thanksgiving night uh, at the halftime of the Georgia-Georgia Tech game. And we had played Georgia the week before and fortunately had a, you know, a good game and we had won that. And, you know, there was a lot of national media that, uh, you know, covered that game. And so, uh, you know, it was, you know, you were, you were kind of the favorite. But I, I think at that time, uh, even though there wasn't all the media, that the exposure that there is, I don't think there could have been any more demands on, on my time because, you know, starting in the middle, summertime, you know, just every day there was, a, you know, some kind of media request and things. If you went to the gas station or the class or whatever, you know, that was something that everybody brought up. And, you know, there, there wasn't a big campaign by Auburn. Buddy Davidson, our, our sports information director, did such a wonderful job. And he put out one little two-page two pamphlet, you know, just of the stats. And... Uh, but I remember all the extra work that Buddy put in. And, you know, when it came time for the announcement, I was ready for it to be over with one way or the other. You know, it, you, there comes a time that there needs to be a climax to something. And it was that time. And, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, I won. And one of the things, one of my fondest memories uh, of, in athletics is the Heisman winners today don't get to experience and that, as I mentioned, it was announced at halftime of the Georgia-Georgia Tech game on Thursday night. Immediately after that, and I saw it on TV, just like everybody else, we were not in New York. And so I was able to go to the football office and share that with my teammates, coaches, and, you know, the quote, Auburn family. And, you know, that was a, an experience like being in the locker room after a big game. And, you know, it was something that, uh, you know, we all shared. And I knew I won it because of them. It was not a one-man deal. And so that's something that I'll always cherish. That's, that's Before we leave the Auburn days, mm -hmm. uh, I want to hear your thoughts about when you think back on those days, your best game, your best memory out of that junior-senior season. You know, uh, I don't we, – we were fortunate that we, we played in a lot and had a lot of good games. That, you know, we – we went to Florida uh, our junior year, and again as a team, we, you know, it was their homecoming, and you know I think we beat them 63 to seven or something like that, and that was, you know, that's kind of unheard of. And I think you had over 400 yards passing in that game. Yeah, uh, something Somewhere I don't know. It, it was good. I know Terry ran wild, and, <laughs> and uh, but then uh, you know probably a special game was uh, my junior year when we play Alabama here in Birmingham. We had had some people hurt, and they jump off 17 to nothing, and then. We come back and close it right before half, and and then uh, you know it was just back and forth in the in the third and fourth quarter, and we finally won it at the end. So you know those are kind of some that stick out, and and uh, obviously the Georgia game over in Athens uh, that probably quotes clinched the Heisman. That was that was a good one. You mentioned Terry. Uh, you and Terry Beasley will forever be linked uh, in the history of Auburn football. Right. I mean, well, you know, uh, Terry was, you know, he was an outstanding player. Uh, he was probably ahead of his time athletically. He could really run. But I think Terry would be the first to tell you, as, as I will, that, you know, it wasn't just T and I. It was, uh, you know, Dick Smoltz and Alvin Bressler and, 
you know, all the running backs that we had. And it, it was a team thing. And uh, so, but we were, we were at the right place at the right time. Suge Jordan, your coach, legendary Auburn coach. Oh, yeah. Give me some Suge memories. Oh, gosh, there's, there's, <laughs> there's so many, uh, you know, but, you know, what a, what a special guy. Uh, you know, I, I won't ever forget we played uh, the Blue Bonnet Bowl in 69. And you wanted a, a humorous story or something <laughs> that you remember. Uh, they had a great team. They had lost. We played Houston out, out there, and they had lost their first game. And then they had come on and just blown everybody out. And so we're playing, and uh, we hadn't been across midfield, uh, but I think maybe one time about the middle of the third quarter. And so uh, we got it down to about their 30-yard line, and uh, it was fourth and two. And Coach Jordan sent the punter in, and. You know, I sent him back out, called a play. We went for it. Of course, you know what happened. We didn't make it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, everybody thought Coach Jordan was that Southern gentleman. And, uh, you know, I went over to the sideline. And as I was going, he met me, you know, about the sideline and put his arm around my neck. And I'm sure from the stands, it looked like he was consoling me. But, uh, you know, I can assure you that his arm was getting just like a vice getting around my neck. And he told me in no uncertain terms to go sit on that bench and not get up till the game was over. And uh, so I did. I, I didn't ever cross Coach Jordan again. <laughs> Pat, did you call your own plays? How, how did that work? Yeah, you know, we, we did back then. You know, you uh, we probably called, uh, you know, 75, 80% of our, our own plays. And it was something that you worked with with the coaches. and. Uh, you know, it was uh, we, but we did that. It, it, it was fun. Coaching um, after Auburn, uh, you go to the NFL a few years with the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Um, did you always have coaching in mind? Or not? You know, I, I I did, and you know, the most important thing to me and uh, has been is my family and Jean, my wife. She's been my partner. We were married in school, and she's been my partner through all this. But uh, <clears throat> about five or six years. Uh, excuse me, uh, out of playing ball. I was coaching my kids in, in uh, you know, youth football and soccer and stuff. And uh, I was in the insurance business. She was in the real estate business. We were both doing well, thank goodness. And uh, But I was also doing the radio broadcast for, for Auburn. And, uh, you know, she came to me in uh, that, that summer of, of 85, I think. And she said, you know, the happiest uh, – that I see you is on Saturday morning when you get up going to a game or when you're coaching the kids. She said, you ought to go into coaching and uh, not wake up when you're 50 years old and not be doing what you want to do. I said, are you sure? <laughs> and she said, yes. You know, sometimes if you ask for something, you get, for, you get what you ask for. But uh, anyway, uh, we made that decision about middle of the year to try to get involved. And fortunately, there was an opening at Auburn to, you know, after that, that season and, uh, you know, the timing was right. And, and so I went there and I've thoroughly enjoyed, uh, you know, coaching. Coached at Auburn as an assistant several years, then right. take over as head coach at TCU. Right. Had good success at TCU. Well, we did. And, you know, everywhere I've been very fortunate, uh, you know, at, at Auburn, uh, at the six years that, that we were there, we won three conference championships in a row, which was, you know, a nice run that we had and had a chance to coach some really good players. And then went to TCU when they were really down, uh, not like what you, you see them today. And uh, in fact, that first spring, we only had like uh, 57 players, I remember, for, for our first spring practice. And, and uh, they were just coming off the probation period that, that they'd gone through. But after three years, we had, uh, you know, uh, shared in the conference championship. 
you know, the conference broke up and, uh, you know, I was involved in a couple of jobs and it really hurt us a little bit in recruiting. And then, uh, you know, we turned it around after that. And uh, the last year that we were there, we had 38 of our 62 that dressed out were, were uh, freshmen or redshirt freshmen. And there was a lot of good players in that group. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson's one that people remember now and uh, the Schobel brothers, uh, they were good players. And I think there were like 17 or 18 draft choices out of that, that 38. So. You know, I knew it was on, on solid ground, and I was proud of what we did. Left there after 97, I think, I guess set out a year or two before. Well, I, I did. I, I was I was worn out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I came back to Birmingham, and which is our hometown, and, uh, you know, was just kind of just uh, stayed away yeah. for about two months. And then, you know, when the, the grass started uh, turning and, uh, you know, fall and everything, I, UAB, I went down and watched some of their practices and then, you know, as, as fate had it at the end of that year, there was opening on that staff. And so, uh, you know, it was natural to, to be able to stay here in Birmingham and, and uh, to, to be able to, to coach there and really enjoyed that. And, and uh, then, uh, you know, with Watson and the staff, we did some good things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then this, this past December had an opportunity to come here to Sanford. And so was the, the desire to to become the head coach again, was that always there while you were assisting at UAB? Yeah, I think it was. And, uh, you know, as you're aware, and we mentioned, you know, about three and a half years ago, I had a bout with cancer. And, you know, at, at, at that time, you're just, uh, you know, you just hope to get up the next morning. And uh, so, but after, you know, I got through that situation, and yeah, I, I, I was really kind of itching to, to you know, uh, get, get my hands on, on another team. and. You know, this was just the perfect situation for us. And that uh, at my stage in life, uh, Gene and I, we've got seven grandchildren, three children, and uh, all grand, all the grandchildren live about two miles down the road, and we live about three miles over the hill. And so, you know, it's it's when I get up in in the morning, come over the hill to come to work, I, I really just kind of pinch myself, uh, feel so fortunate. And as we talked earlier, now head coach at Sanford University, a school where your dad played football back in the 1950s. I guess. Well, actually, it was 1949. It was it was the it was the old Howard College, and uh, uh, the, on the first team that they had after the war. In fact, he and Coach Bowden, Bobby Bowden, uh, they were they were teammates together and and played. And uh, I think Daddy played one year, and then I came along, and so he had to give it up and go to work. And of course, Coach Bowden kept playing and coaching, and uh, you know the rest is history. You know, we talk about lessons in life from sports or right. athletics. Uh, what do you take, Pat? I mean, you're still in oh, this game. Obviously. I mean, it's, it's, it's real simple, uh, you know, uh, and I tell the kids. And, you know, what you get out of athletics, when it's all said and done, it's not the Heisman, it's not the awards. It's the relationships that are, are life-lasting. And, uh, you know, it's just like when I was sick. Uh, you know, there were so many uh, of teammates, you know, competitors, you know, that, that uh, stayed in touch and meant so much. And I'll, t I'll share one story with you. It was, it was one of our low days and, uh, you know, things were not good. And Gene kept a, a log of who called and at the, the end of the day, you know, we'd kind of recap. And I won't ever forget one day, like I said, it was, a, it was a low day. And you mentioned Archie, Archie had called, Jim Plunkett had called, Steve Owens had called. I think Beasley and Musso, Ray Perkins used to call me all the time. Uh, Dick Smalls, another teammate. And, and uh, I, if I mentioned Steve Owens, I don't remember, but 
we got through, Jim Plunkett had called. And, and uh, when, when we were sitting there talking that night, she said, you know, she said, uh, you could have had a pretty good football team with, with, with that. And I said, yeah, but we couldn't have played but one or two plays. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the relationships is what, it's, it's what carries So that was our Archive 2007 conversation with one of the best quarterbacks ever in the SEC and one of the best guys ever in the world of sports, Pat Sullivan, the former Auburn All-American quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner in 1971. Pat unfortunately passed away in December of 2019 after a long and up and down battle with cancer. So we just wanted to share with you now on this Southern Sports Legends podcast, our 2007 conversation with him just by way of a small tribute to one of the best guys in the world of sports and for you to hear and be a part of some of his memories that he shared in that 2007 conversation. So we tip our hats to Pat Sullivan. As we said earlier in the early 2000s, we were producing weekly television programs covering the SEC that aired all over the Southeast on two regional Southeast uh, Southeastern sports cable networks, Comcast Sports out of Atlanta and Cox Sports out of New Orleans. During those days, we'd do preseason football and basketball tours, interviewing coaches and players. And in 2007, when we caught up with Pat Sullivan, we were actually on a preseason football tour. We had been to the University of Florida in Gainesville, interviewed Tim Tebow, who was quarterback at the time, Dan Mullen, his offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at the time, who of course, is now the head coach at the University of Florida. We zipped up to the University of Georgia in Athens, uh, visited with Mark Richt, who was head coach at the time, then over to the University of South Carolina in Columbia. Steve Spurrier caught up with him and some of the players at the time. And while we were at the University of South Carolina on campus, we had a great chance to sit down with one of their all-time Southern sports legends, Heisman Trophy-winning running back George Rogers. Won the Heisman in 1980, All-American running back, in 1981, he was the NFL's number one draft pick by the New Orleans Saints. Had a great career with them and with the Washington Redskins. So a great conversation with George that we're going to share with you in a future Southern Legends podcast because we had too much fun, folks. Lots of laughter, loads of funny stories from George Rogers. He was a great conversation. So we'll share that with you soon. And by the way, I want you to know that many of those archived interviews that we're sharing on the Southern Legends podcast were actually originally produced as television interviews. The Pat Sullivan interview, the George Rogers interview, and many more. And that we are posting those on our YouTube TV channel, the Southern Sports Legends YouTube channel. So be sure and follow and subscribe to that so you'll be able to catch all of the television interviews as well. So thank you for joining us on this week's edition of the Southern Sports Legends podcast and conversation from 2007 with Pat Sullivan. I'm Ken Anderson. We will visit with you again next time on Southern Sports Legends. <laughs>